Alright, good evening. It's nice to be here with you tonight. And we've got an agenda to look at the book of Acts this week. So I'm glad you're here. I, I certainly hope you're coming with ideas and questions and discussions and observations and that kind of thing. Uh, the book of Acts is immense, at least relative to looking at it in five evenings, so we're going to have to skip over a lot. Um, but I guess that's okay, that's just how it is. And uh, I have a particular outline that we're going to follow. But there's plenty of space for more questions and more focuses than what I have in mind. We'll talk more about that later. I noticed when I was here for the youth group's uh, program a few evenings ago that their, their bulletin had this on it. So I'm borrowing from the youth group chorus bulletin. I thought that fit pretty well. Look to the fields. You'll see the harvest ready. Servants of God, we must obey. All of the world will know that the Father loves them. If we will only point the way, we will go. So I thought that was in particularly appropriate for this week. Now we'd start with a test. It's not a hard test. There are three paraphrases here of uh, verses from the Bible. These are all Bible verses. The test is, do you know which of these is from Acts? It's kind of an open-minded thing, but I thought it would be kind of fun just to start and drill your memory a little bit. The first one, when Christians suffer, they identify with Christ and manifest his life. Suffering should not turn Christians from testifying of the gospel. And the third one, Christians should conduct themselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. Does anyone want to take a guess? Now, they're paraphrases, so you have to kind of see past that. Say again. Yeah, the middle one. There's your answer. Acts 20, 24, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. So the paraphrase back to that, the paraphrase says, suffering should not turn Christians from testifying of the gospel. And there the last part of the verse talks about the task of testifying to the good news. Oh, good. Thanks for that answer. What I have in mind for tonight is a, a introduction. Introduction is a simple word, but um, before we get into the main outline of the week, I'd like to look at things including the author of the book of Acts, uh, the background, and how it relates to the book of Luke, and some things like that. I'm going to start actually with the, the third bullet point here, uh, which particularly interests me along with the fourth bullet point, uh, but we'll, we'll cover all of these items. Uh, and I should say too that that when I teach, I, I'm kind of used to um, students interrupting me with something that I hadn't thought about, so you're welcome to do that. It really doesn't bother me. I don't mind being interrupted. So if I go over something, gloss over it, if you think I missed something, just holler at me and we'll, have, we'll discuss it. Jesus is the focal point. This is one of the, the things, when, when we look at the book of Acts as an overall umbrella type of view, you know, what's, what's the point of the book? Obviously, it's a book of the Bible, so all of the Bible points toward Jesus Christ. But uh, the, the connection to Luke and Acts fascinated me. Maybe I should back up a little bit and talk about why the Gospel of Luke is part of this. I, you're probably all aware that it's, it's widely considered uh, that Luke, the, the follower of Jesus, Luke, wrote the Gospel of Luke and wrote the book of Acts. I, I assume you're probably all familiar with, with that consideration. I don't believe it's, it's called a fact, necessarily, but widely considered to be that way. Uh, in fact, there are some people that consider that the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, and the book of Acts were originally one unified book. And then at some point, they got separated, maybe with kind of a logical break at the middle, 
which would be considered the resurrection of Jesus Christ being the logical break, and then you have the, the two halves. At any rate, they're separate in, in, the, uh, in the New Testament. Uh, but it, it, it is almost impossible to talk about the book of Acts which, without bringing in the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke. It, it's virtually impossible to separate them as far as the background, what was Luke's purpose, who was he, and that kind of thing. So getting back to this thing of Jesus as the focal point, one thing I noticed that interested me personally is that the book of Luke and the book of Acts both have a, an event recorded close to the beginning of the book that points specifically to Jesus as being the answer for man. In Luke, it was in Luke 4, where Jesus was reading from the book of Isaiah in the tabernacle. He was invited to read, and he opened to Isaiah 61, I think. Anyway, where it says, the, the, Spirit of the, God is, the Spirit of God is upon me, and he has anointed me, that whole passage. And then he said, the scripture is fulfilled in your ears. And then the parallel passage in Acts is in Acts chapter 2, where Peter was giving his famous sermon, and he talks about the prophet Jewel, prophesying that people will, will, will prophesy and speak in tongues and that kind of thing, and talks about the acceptable year of the Lord. So that's only one example of a, of a, a real parallel in the structure between the book of Luke and the book of Acts, where Jesus is the focal point of, of the entire human race. The other thing that interested me was thinking about the main actor of the book of Acts. When we talk about main actor, we usually talk about, you know, who's the main subject, who does most of the action, that kind of thing. And for me, I automatically thought about Paul, uh, but that's not really the case. When, you know, there's Peter and Paul and Stephen and a number of other names in the book of Acts, but those are all and, and not, not irrelevant but they're not the main actors. The main actor, at least in, in, in my view, in my study, as I considered the book, the main actor is clearly the Holy Spirit working through all of those famous names that, that we talk about and are so familiar with. However, I, I caught myself when I was preparing my notes when I, when I used the word main actor because I realized that when we use the term main actor, it's often in the context of a fiction book or a novel or something like that. And I caught myself, you know, that's not quite right. Because when we read fiction or novel or, or that type of, of literature, uh, at least if you're like me, you read it and you stick it on the shelf and you promptly forget about it. Maybe it entertained you for an hour or two and gave you some good reading, and then you go on, you don't really worry about it too much anymore. But we can't do that here. So I'm not sure if calling the, the Holy Spirit the main actor is real appropriate. But, but so j just to say that in, in this case, we're dealing with biblical truth, what the Holy Spirit tells us. And so we dare not just look at what the Holy Spirit does and says in the book of Acts and just kind of forget about it. I think that's neat and go on with our lives. We, we better be following him, not just discarding it. The uh, person, Luke, is well known to have been a doctor. And when I thought about that, I, I, I had the word detail come to mind. And I, I'm not a doctor, but I assume that most doctors are detailed persons in how they approach their jobs. I, I don't know that to be a fact. That's just how they, they seem to me when I imagine what it would be like to be a doctor, that it would take a very detailed person, a person that, that pays attention to every single last consideration and makes sure he knows exactly what to expect or what to do or what not to do in some cases. And so that, that was the perspective with which, with which I paint the person Luke. He was very detailed. 
And there are, there are, when you look at his writings, the book of Acts as a book, in an umbrella overall type of view, he has a special concern, a very specific way of presenting things like geography and dates and times and people and history and that kind of thing. He used we a lot, which actually I'll circle back to later on this evening if I get to it in the next 15 minutes here. Uh, the, the pronoun we indicating that he was with Paul or with Peter or at least with whoever he was talking about. Uh, I think that happens mostly in, in the second half of the book when, when he was with Paul in the missionary journeys. Uh, but point being that for much of the book of Acts, he was there. And it was, it was not just him talking to people, but he actually himself saw. He was a witness. And that term witness here is kind of key that I want to zero in on later. And the other thing that really blessed me when I thought about Luke was that, as, as far as I could tell, as far as we know, he was a Gentile. And I, I don't know if, that, if, that's, if there's evidence, if that's actually proof, or if there's proof of that, but from what I could tell, he was considered to be a Gentile. So that, that was new to me. Maybe it's a common fact the rest of you know, and I missed all this. I, I don't know. But, um, but, but that really blessed me because one of the things that we want to talk about, I think two evenings from now, is the, the whole idea, the, the whole issue of the New Testament church switching their mindset from an Old Testament mindset to a New Testament mindset, including the fact that Gentiles are welcome to be part in the plan of salvation. So we'll come to that later this week, but uh, I thought it's, it's quite appropriate um, where God used a Gentile to write these books. Any comments on this slide? All right. More things on the introduction. We, I mentioned that Luke paid particular um, attention to the things like times and dates and specific locations and specific rulers and that kind of thing. And, and that makes it very easy to place the book as far as time. The most biblical scholars agree that it was that it covers about the area of eighty thirty to sixty two so it covers that about thirty years from roughly the time of jesus resurrection more or less up until Paul was about to go on trial in Rome and it's believed that it was written about eighty sixty three from Rome, Luke with Paul in Rome or at least close to Paul in Rome, and writing from Rome written about eighty sixty three covering about thirty years. Another thing that's interesting is about Theophilus. If you open your Bibles and look at the first several verses of Acts, uh, you'll notice the, the attention to Theophilus, uh, where, where Luke says that I'm writing this to you. Um, there's, there are questions, there's, there's some conjecture and theory about who this fellow was. Uh, why did Luke write to him? Why didn't Luke write to somebody else? And questions like that. The, the, name, the word Theophilus, the name, means friend of God or beloved of God or something to that effect. So friend of God. And there's various theories about who he was. Some people think he was a famous Jew, a well-known Jew. And some people think he was actually a Roman official that was converted to Christianity. And, and Luke was writing to him perhaps to encourage him. Some people believe uh, another theory is that Theophilus is simply a general title for friend of God, which would be all of us here tonight. And Andy had a good point at the beginning here that, that Bible school can be a, a way to recharge us. So that, that kind of fits in well here, doesn't it? 
that we're friends of God, and so we're looking at this book, and we're hopeful, hopefully it will recharge us and, and make us better people and give us more energy to do the work of God. The, the theory that I personally like the, boat the most, and, and again, it's, it's a theory, is that Theophilus may actually have been a lawyer for Paul in Rome to represent Paul during his trial before Nero. Uh, I, I, I'm not aware that there's any evidence of that theory, but it's the one that I think is the most neat. There are, there are parallels in the book of Luke and the book of Acts regarding trials. Um, in how in the, the book of Luke, uh, Jesus' trial before Pilate, and then in the book of Acts, Paul's trial before various R- Roman rulers. And one thing I found today, and I didn't even have time to look at the book of Acts to confirm this. I found it just this evening, about an hour ago, that um, Jesus was acquitted by Roman rulers three times, declared innocent, and Paul was as well before Roman rulers three times. Or maybe it was Jesus before I forget exactly the details, but the, the point was that Jesus was acquitted three times and so was Paul. And so that maybe lends credence to the thinking that Theophilus here was, was actually a, a, a lawyer. And the, the thinking beyond that, if that's true, was that Luke may have been writing the book of Acts to give this lawyer guy the background of what Paul had really done so that this lawyer guy could then represent Paul in the courtroom. Explaining all his travels, you know, I, I think for the known world, then Paul going all over the place on his missionary journeys was kind of maybe mysterious, a little strange, you know, what are you doing going to all these different places? So perhaps the book of Acts was written to the lawyer to give the lawyer the, the firsthand account information of this is really what Paul was doing, it's perfectly innocent, he was out to do good, he was out to spread the faith that he believes in, and he's really innocent. I don't know. But I, I think that's kind of neat to think about it that way. And there, there are several phrases within the book of Acts um, that maybe just illustrate Luke's attention to detail. I don't know, but, but um, that also make you think of a courtroom, such as eyewitness and account and thoroughly investigated and that kind of thing. So I find that interesting to think about. Uh, the, the thing of Theophilus, I wouldn't be surprised that some of you have other thoughts or ideas. Any comments on that? Answers? Anybody have an answer for him? What is the former treatise? When it says former, what are we? What was Luke referring to, or probably referring to? The book of Luke, the, book of Luke, the gospel, the gospel of Luke. Is that what you had in mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there, are, and that's a good point because some commentators have actually painted the book of Acts as being an addendum to Luke, or a sequel where they're very, very closely connected, where it would make sense that he would say, the former thing I wrote, and now here's the addendum, or here's the sequel. Here's what happened next. Anything else? Okay. Any other comments on anything? 
All right, uh, we'll look then at my outline for the week and, and where I'd like to go with this. And then I'd like to assign some volunteers. I don't know if the word assign and volunteers are actually fit in the same sentence or not. It sounds like I'm coercing you, but uh, I'll tell you what I have in mind then. So th- this is my plan for each evening this week. Briefly discuss an outline or theme. When, when I, what I mean by that is when I looked for resources on what's the outline for Acts, give me a, you know, one, two, three, or A, B, C type of thing. They're, they're, they're all over the map, and, and some of the, the available outlines are not even outlines. They're more, uh, more of, a, of an emphasis on the focus of the book, what's, what's being taught, what can we learn from it. So I'd like to look at those uh, for a few minutes at the beginning of, of each uh, evening, starting tomorrow evening. And then I want to, after that, I want to spend some time on, on my main outline, which, uh, which we'll see here shortly. And then I'd like to end each evening uh, with discussion on applications for today, including some specific questions that I'll bring that hopefully we can consider, and then reports from other individuals, and that's what I was referring to by uh, assigning volunteers. I don't know how that's going to work if you don't volunteer, but I'd at least like to try. So here is my outline. So tonight, I, we're just looking at introduction and the book in general, and then tomorrow evening, we'll look at the first, I think it's about five chapters or something like that, commissioned to go, and then Tuesday, strengthened by God, Wednesday, proclaiming the gospel, and Thursday, fulfilling the mission. And that should take us through the entire book. So there's, there's no way that we can you know, unpack everything that's in all that material. So we'll be picking out specific events, specific people, and, and looking at that and, and drawing lessons and, and, like Andy said, recharging ourselves from that, following this outline. Now, here is, uh, this, this is what I have in mind for the volunteers. I, I'm calling it reports. Now, you have no obligation to, to humor me here, but what I have in mind is this list of four group prayers to God and prophecies referred to specific individuals and their lesson for us Mindset change from Old Testament to New Testament. And then here are four more. Interaction with government, tensions within the church, mentions of the Godhead, and their, the person's perspective of who God is and their job in God's view, and then times of physical signs. What I have in mind here is I'd like, would really like if some of you would volunteer for some of these specifics. Uh, tomorrow evening it would be places in Acts where there was a group prayer to God, the entire group speaking in one voice, or at least it seems that way in the text, but a group of people praying to God, and then times in Acts where there were prophecies referred to, which there are plenty of them. Now, this was some focuses that I I would have liked to look at, and there's there's just no way to spend a lot of time on them in in the time we have this week. So what I have in mind is if, if any of you would care to volunteer to look at this, just, you know, five minutes of research or so, and then tomorrow evening, just give us a one minute report on what you found. I would really enjoy that, uh, where we'd, we'd just get you to stand and talk for 30 seconds or a minute, I found this and this, and it blessed me this way, or something like that. So the, the first two here is what I have in mind for Monday, and then the second two for, for Tuesday. So are, are there any volunteers for this? I don't know if I'm pushing this too far or not, but anybody that would like to look at group prayers to God in the book of Acts and give us a little report on that? And if I don't have volunteers, I guess I'll have to look at it myself. Okay, well, maybe I should say, are there any volunteers for any of this list? Any of this four? Jet, you'll do the last one. That'll be Tuesday evening then. Anybody else? 
group prayers for tomorrow? Anyone else? Okay, so maybe I can look at the center too. Okay. Jet, you said you're taking the last one, right? The mindset change. Okay. All right. Thank you. And John, thank you very much. So tomorrow night or Tuesday night, just, you know, 30 seconds or a minute. doesn't need to be long. Just give us a short report on what you found. Okay, then. Uh, just wrapping up here for tonight. This is uh, back to, let me find that slide here where my outline for each evening, where the first thing I'd like to do is look at an outline or a theme of the whole book of Acts, because there's, there's a lot of different ways to look at this book. So that's what I'm going to do here for about a minute. He said that was a five-minute bell, right? Okay, so maybe two or three minutes. But i got to get done here so that Aiden can take on two. So I'd, I'd like to look at this for a little bit, and then we'll wrap up. So th this is one outline that I found um, from... BibleHub.com, where this writer looked at the book of Acts this way. Acts was addressed to an individual as a sort of continuation of the former thesis and aims to chronicle the growth and development of the movement inaugurated by Jesus as it was carried on by the apostles after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. So that was his take on what the book of Acts does. And then he further, that writer further broke it down into these three. So at the top here, that's, that's actually the same statement. I just kind of cut it off. Acts was addressed to an individual as a sort of continuation of the former thesis, and it aims to, and then, and then he gave these, these three points where the, the book uh, can certainly be, this is one way of looking at how to outline it, the church witnessing in Jerusalem, chapters about 1 to 7, and the church witnessing in Palestine, chapters roughly chapters 8 to 12, and then the church witnessing to the Gentile world, starting in chapter 13. Did, were any of you uh, in quiz team when we memorized Acts 13 to 20? Because Acts 13, 1, it's just right there. And now, we're in the church that was in Antioch, and you go on and on, and that's, that's what I thought about with the last one, the church witnessing to the Gentile world. But it's, it's kind of interesting to look at this particular outline because you can, you can imagine it as a continual set of larger donuts, where Jerusalem is the, the inside of the donut, and then the larger donut around it is Palestine, and then the even larger donut around it is the world. So that's one way of outlining the book of Acts. Are there, so this, this is my wrap-up um, for, for tonight. Is there anything specific that you wish to discuss, especially after you see my outline here? This is the direction I'd like to go, um, but I am happy if, if there's something else that you kind of hope we talk about. Is there anything like that that I could stick into my outline later this week? Go ahead. I got a disclaimer there. I didn't write that, but it's still a good question. So can, can I condense that down to a question, is Acts authoritative or is it simply history? Is, is that fair? Is, is it okay for me to, to phrase that as a question, is Acts authoritative or is it simply history? Is, is that what you're asking? Okay. Okay, excellent. Is there anything else? I'm making a note of that, Dan. Anything else? Okay. If you think of more things later, that's fine too. But I, I would like to uh, 
Uh, the, the more things like that that you have that you hope we talk about, those are things that